Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, Episode 6. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe podcast. In this episode, what we're going to do is recap episode five. It was our interview with Queen Neith. And uh, we like to just recap and kind of go over uh, the previous or this week's interview, um, discuss our takeaways and other topics that came to mind uh, during the um, recording. So I'm Kim and I'm here with Jamal. Greetings, everyone. And uh, this interview was with Queen Neith, and the title of the podcast was 40 Pounds and 100 Plus Pounds Released with Queen Neith. And that's such a powerful, powerful, uh, you know, uh, title because, I mean, 40 pounds of, you know, fibroids released, you know, is going to intrigue you to say, how does she do it? And that's what we discussed in the uh, interview. And uh, one of my takeaways with the uh, episode with Queen Neith was her connection with, you know, her body, like she went, you know, the traditional medical approach, and she was told a lot of things that didn't necessarily make sense to her in terms of her reproductive system, her cycles and things going on with her body. And she tried different medical approaches, and it just did not do her well. And she chose an alternate route. And that's one of the things that I could never get tired of hearing someone who took responsibility for their health and looked at other ways, you know, that, um, you know, kind of intuitively find another way that works for them. So that's one of my takeaways. Yeah, I had a lot of takeaways. I, I thought the show was was really good. You know, just from going from the title, you know, 40 pounds. Uh, we have a daughter, Saora. And she's five. How 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 much does Sora weigh? I mean, she's probably like almost sixty, maybe sixty pounds. So at this point, yeah, at this point. Um, but you know, it's like the size. You know, you have the size of a, a small person. You know, in, inside of your body, that's just dead weight. That's just toxic. You know, that's just sitting there. Imagine that, you know, just having, imagine a, a 40 pound weight if you go to the gym and just having that sitting inside of your body. You have to walk around with that. Just thinking about just all of that negative energy, just thinking about that alone. And then, you know, by natural means, being able to rid yourself of that. I know it had to be very freeing. And, you know, Queen Neith, she really dropped a lot. She said a lot of of things. She talked about a lot of different modalities, some very advanced things that she spoke about that, you know, the average person doesn't hear about. And we're not talking about a normal conversation. So I just wanted to, you know, bring up a couple of those things that she spoke about, because I know some people, when they heard them, they were like, well, what's that? You know, Mm -hmm. I never heard of that before. Um, So, you know, I wanted to uh, touch on a couple of those things that I think are important. And uh, one of the things that she spoke about was uh, sound therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of different holistic health practices that are out there that are very, very healing. And I'm all about, um, you know, customizing things, you know. So for me, I may need acupuncture. You know, you may 
have the same issue, but you may need cupping. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of different modalities out there, and sound therapy is a specific type of modality. You know, our our body, uh, it, it vibrates at a frequency, and it's one harmonic frequency that is a total of a bunch of different frequencies within our body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have like organs and different systems and all of those um, different systems have uh, notes. They have tones, specific frequencies. So when we talk about like tuning forks, for example, like it, the liver has a specific frequency and there's a tuning fork for that frequency. So when the liver is out of balance, it goes out of tune, kind of like a piano. And when you play the tuning fork and you resonate it around the liver, you put it back in tune, back in harmony. So we have different frequencies in our bodies. So when um, Queen Neith talked about sound therapy, she was working with someone that was a sound therapist and through instruments and, uh, you know, tuning forks and things of that nature, uh, he was able to expose her body to the frequency that it was needed to uh, heal, to mm -hmm. heal itself. They have something called a, a wraith machine, and that is about frequency, and that um, puts the body to a frequency where uh, different diseases can't exist, and it shatters them. So sound therapy is a powerful healing tool, and it's not for everyone, but for some people, it's very powerful. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, those are just some of the things that, that um, you know, Queen uh, spoke about. She also spoke about like uh, vibrations and, and energy mm -hmm. and uh, she spoke about like just attracting certain people right and you know we're energetic beings when it comes to our health when it comes to our, our bodies uh, what you see this physical vessel that you're looking at is just really a blueprint of things going on that we can't see. You know, there is a spiritual essence to us. There is a uh, energetic essence to us. It's an emotional essence to us. And we have these different energy systems within our body. We are beings of energy. We are houses of energy. And we give off energy. We give off light. So she's talking about vibration. So we all have this frequency that we give off and it resonates with other frequencies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what, what you'll tend to notice is that likes attract likes. So normally when you see an individual, this circle, the circle of people that they hang around in, the environment that they expose themselves to is normally vibrating at the same frequency, you know, and, and we attract people into our lives based off of the frequency that we resonate at. So when she's talking about, you know, changing your energy, changing the type of person that you are, it's to attract better things, better people into your life. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that that was profound when she was just talking about the relationship issue because we you know we speak about that all the time right. especially when we counsel um couples and just talking about and, and uh you know how to attract that right person into your life by changing your frequency but one thing that one thing that she spoke about that i thought um she only touched on it for a brief moment but i thought it was powerful right and and that is you know if we're thinking about frequency and we think about attracting positive people in our lives and a lot of times 
you know, they, it's been proven that, you know, that you tend to be like the five people that um, you're around most in your life. So a lot of people try to change their five influences and try to get more positive. Or if they're trying to attract more um, finances in their life, they try to hang around people who are high vibrational when it comes to, to finances or whatever the case may be. People try to change that energy in their life, right? So mm-hmm. if you're trying to conceive and have a child, what frequency of a child are you going to attract into your life? Right. You know, because it's all energy. You know, when, when you, you, you attract a certain energy for conception to have a child and what frequency is that baby going to be at? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you raising your vibrations, being the best person that you can be and raising your frequency is going to attract a higher frequency of a child. Mm-hmm. You know, and she touched on that a little bit and I thought that, you know, that that was powerful. So inner energetic, you know, being energetic beings and energy, you know, in metaphysics, that's a whole other area of of health that people don't normally talk about. Mm -hmm. But it's a huge part of of health in general, because everything starts out as energy first, things begin to manifest themselves as energy first. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason why, you know, as healers, we can look at the body from an energetic perspective and acupuncturists can look at the body from an energetic perspective and we can identify imbalances that are going on before they turn into physical imbalances. So while you're getting your testing and things like that from a a medical perspective, you're getting clean bills of health, but we see something going on energetically. And, um, you know, a lot of times people don't take heed to that. And then months or maybe years later when it begins to manifest physically now it's late it's late to try to do something about it so you know energy is a powerful thing and we have to start paying more attention uh to to things on an energetic level yeah definitely just off of what you said uh there's so many times clients have come to the center and they may sense something off you know they've gotten the clean bill of health but they just kind of feel um like something is off and you kind of pick up on something with your assessments. And then also people who come in, you know, just wanting to come get a colon therapy session and in their consultation, you say, you know what, there's something, it's an imbalance going on with your pancreas or so on and so forth. If you don't address this, you know, let's say a year down the road, it could manifest into something else. And, you know, so many times, unfortunately, people have come back and said, man, I should have listened or you told me. And now they're kind of like behind the eight ball, you know, taking a natural approach. But then you got to be so much more aggressive. And then a lot of people are just not at that point in their life when they can be so aggressive in terms of their lifestyle and the foods that they eat. Um, so we, I definitely see that a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the takeaways um, that I have uh, had with the episode was. Um, the work that Queen Neat was doing with the women, um, you know, in African culture, we, you know, in the past, we had rites of passage programs where we had, we learned something, so many things, the connection about energy, about spirit, um, about how everything is interconnected. And we kind of lost that. So, so many women, we go through uh, different traumas and situations and we don't know how to release those pains and those emotions and even generational pain that she touched on. And maybe you can touch on what that is. Yeah. Um, 
and how we harbor that and it manifests in our life because as Jamal mentioned, it starts with energy. And if you have a certain vibration, if your vibration is low, the frequency is low, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract a low frequency mate. You're going to have a more difficult uh, pregnancy or rearing your child is going to be even more difficult because there's certain things that were in the way along that process. Yeah, I mean, she touched on so many different things Mm -hmm. that, you know, we could take any one of those things and just have a full show on it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just that whole generational um, generational imbalance is, is major. Um, you know, and me- medically, medically they'll, they'll say that it's something going on with genes. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll look even in deep, deeper than that and we'll look at it from an energetic perspective, an emotional perspective. And these things can be passed on um, through generations. We can actually pass on certain types of emotional blockages through generations and um, we can we can correct those things. We can bring balance back into our bodies. Um, one of the things that Queen was talking about was um, living in, in guilt. And right. people don't really understand the power of emotions and how emotions can weaken and and make you sick they can literally make you sick so if you're walking around in a poor imbalanced emotional state that can have an effect on your overall health that's why it's very important to to get to the root of things and get into the energy of things get into the emotional components of things and then go deep into the blood deep into the tissue of things in order to truly bring balance back into your body you know we live in a society where we manage problems me me and Kim talk about this all the time we just manage whatever problem it is that's going on if you have high blood pressure, you take medication to manage your blood pressure. You haven't done anything to reverse it. You're just managing it. You still have high blood pressure. You're just taking something to regulate it and keep it down. That's that's management. And because of that, we get comfortable with um, being sick. And that's um, one of the things that Neef talked about, being comfortable in our sickness. Mm-hmm. Most people are walking around not feeling well. Right. They're, they're actually sick. And we have gotten to a point where that's normal for us. Like we're okay with being sick. You don't know how many people come into the holistic center, right? And they check off high blood pressure. They check off cholesterol. They check off diabetes. They check off these major things, heart disease, and then they'll turn around and say, oh, I am perfectly healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm perfectly healthy. Everything is okay. It's just I have, you know, I have uh, diabetes or I have blood pressure, but that's regulated with medication. Right. You know, my levels are fine. Mm-hmm. I have perfect health. But your health is not perfect. You're just managing poor health so that you can feel okay. But there's something negative that's going on inside of your body and we're so used to that a lot of times we walk around at you know 60 percent for so long that 60 percent becomes normal and we accept 60 percent as a hundred percent 
And we think that we're at 100 percent, but we're really only at 60 percent. And then when you start to do things to bring yourself back, to heal yourself, you say, wow, I, I, you know, I feel even better. I, I thought that I was fine. But obviously I wasn't because I'm feeling better, Mm -hmm. you know, so we get so used to just being average. We get used to to being average. Right. Like Queen Afua said in episode one, she said normal isn't normal. Normal is the norm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jamal was just mentioning. It's just if everyone's walking around or not everyone, but if a large majority of people are managing the imbalance with medication, and saying, well, I have a clean bill of health, then that's kind of what is accepted. But that isn't that that isn't right. It isn't right. right. I mean, and optimum health should be the goal, you know, striving for optimum health. We want to strive for success, abundance and prosperity in other areas of our life. Well, it needs to go towards health because our health is our foundation. You can make as much money as you want. But if your health isn't there, how can you fully enjoy it? to its fullest um, potential if you're not feeling good. Right. And and something else that we spoke about was just this whole weight issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we live in a society where, you know, over 60% of the, of the population is actually overweight. So as a result of that, um, we've made certain adjustments. We have special stores now where you can buy larger clothes so that um, you feel comfortable you know, you feel comfortable and you can get the same type of clothes that anyone can get. They have oversized vehicles and just oversized seats and oversized everything mm-hmm. to make people feel normal. So we have a society walking around and they're feeling good about themselves, but they're not healthy. And I don't I don't want anyone to confuse, you know, your self-image with health because that's not necessarily the case. It doesn't matter if you're 300 pounds. It doesn't matter if you're you know, 103 pounds, you should be comfortable and happy with who you are. But at the same time, you do have to identify if there is a health challenge. You know, if you are 300 pounds, if you're not, you know, six, six, seven, you know, six, eight, six, six, nine and above, you know, and you're 300 pounds, then that's a, that's a health hazard. That is a problem. Right. And it doesn't matter how good you look and it doesn't matter how good you feel about yourself. You know, you're putting stress on your organs. You're putting stress on your system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, studies show, they statistically show that people that are overweight have shorter lifespans. Right. It's, it's just a fact. So, you know, we have to make that separation between, um, you know, our image and feeling good about ourselves and making ourselves look good with health because, you know, health is health. And that 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 is, you know, a lot of times when a person is healthier, they do look better, but it's not necessarily about your size. You know, you want to make sure that you're as healthy as as possible. And we do that through not a quick fix, not a, a fad diet. You know, Queen spoke about that and just the damage that that did to her. We're talking about permanent lifestyle changes so that you don't put yourself in that situation anymore. So, you know, just wanted to like touch on that really quick and just, and just, you know, understanding your self-worth and your health and just making, you know, just talking about the difference between that. Yeah, definitely. Just to reiterate, you know, it's not about being skinny because being skinny isn't healthy. There are many 
skinny people in the world that, you know, are not healthy. So as Jamal was saying, it's not to get away from the self image. It's just about how are you allowing your body to do what it's supposed to do the most efficient and effective way. And if you are overweight, you are putting a significant amount of stress and strain on your your organs and systems of the body. They have to work so much harder, your joints, your muscles, your your skeletal frame just to carry that excess weight. And it's about longevity. Like no one wants to, you want to go grow old gracefully, gracefully. You don't want to struggle into your latter years, just taking medication and not being able to do because you can't move around. You're just hurting all the time and you have no stamina and you just want to like sit down all day. That's not what life is about. As we get older, we're supposed to get better. We're supposed to be the example for our youth. Like for Jamal and I, we always say for Saora, we don't want her to see us like, I'm too tired to go. Like, I want to be challenging her when she's like in her 20s, (laughs) you know, playing sports with her and just showing her that what's possible with our bodies. Our bodies are our temples. They're, you know, divine vessels for us to actualize our life. So we have to treat it as such. And when you carry excess weight, it just makes it so much more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, something else that I wanted to uh, talk about um, that people might not know about, um, as far as what Queen spoke about was, um, one of the things she spoke about was a doula. A lot of people don't know what, what a doula is. And, um, it's, you know, we have, um, midwives that, uh, help to, or, or they deliver, um, babies naturally. A lot of times you have a, when you have a natural birth, you're working with the midwife. We had a, a midwife, um, for our delivery and that was, we did that at home. You know, and the doula is more of of a coach, um, and she she can be there during um, during your pregnancy and when you're in labor, and she she coaches you through the process and she educates you through that process, and then um, postpartum she helps you with your postpartum um, services and things of that that nature. So she talked spoke about a doula program, and then another thing that she spoke about indirectly was. Uh, color therapy. You know, we asked her w- one thing that a person can do that would impact their health immediately. And she said to journal the foods that you ate. Mm-hmm. And she was very specific about a green notebook and right. green, the color of green. We're talking about color therapy. Green is a very healing color. Right. So when you're dealing with healing, you want to, you know, wear green, you want to have green objects and you want to look at green and you want to bring a lot of green healing energy into your life. So she got into color therapy without even, you know, really bringing up color therapy, but just the whole practice of writing down what you eat and making yourself more conscious of it. Um, that can be healing within itself because you automatically want to make a shift when you actually see what you're actually doing. Yeah. Also, green foods are healing your right. your vet all you know all your vegetables, your superfoods, your spirulina, um, the Ormus greens. That's something that Jamal and I and Saora consume every day. Greens are healing. They're rejuvenating. Rejuvenating. They help rebuild your body. So that's also yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Green foods. Green energy. Green colors. Just healing. And uh, the last thing that I want to talk about was um, just the process of reprogramming who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times we go through things in life 
and um, it affects us. Um, things could affect us emotionally or from childhood or just from our situation, and it could make us into a certain type of person that we don't even realize that that's why who we are. You know, I hear so many people say that, oh, this is just who I am or I'm just me as if change is impossible. Right. You know, we are, you know, uh, we're uh, um, a total of the events that happen in our lives and we can shift and we can become different people. It doesn't matter what type of attitude you have, what type of person you have. It's a result of something. You can be sick. You can be sick and not know that you're sick. And because of the fact that you're sick, you're always grumpy. You're always in a bad mood because you're just not feeling the greatest, but that's normal for you. So you don't even realize that anymore. So that that is something that can change. So never think that you just are who you are. We can always shift and we can always change our life for the better. And um, I like what she was saying about just reprogramming kind of like your sensory system and not salivating over foods anymore. Once you, you know, once you reprogram yourself and you become alkaline and you just realize the dangers of certain foods, they don't, they don't turn you on anymore. Right. She was saying when you empower yourself with the education um, of knowing what those foods really do and how they destroy your body, you move with a different purpose because Now you know, like, oh, that might taste good, but I'm going to throw off my hormones, which is going to affect my other eating choices. But with what you said, what really stands out to me is the saying that your past doesn't equal your future. Right. Your past is because of certain choices and decisions that you've made in the past, but you can make different choices going forward in the future. So always remember your past does not equal your future. No matter how many times you failed at something, no matter how many times you struggled with your weight, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be a prisoner of your body anymore. You can definitely be free and walk into who you are meant to be on this earth. Right. I think that's great. And I'm I'm going to add on to what you just said. You you said that your past does not equal your, what would you say, your future, your right? Your future. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will say that your present doesn't equal your future either. Because a lot of times we right. look at the certain a certain situation that we're in and we make our future our future decisions based on our present situation and we think that we can't do something we have the inability to do something in the future just because we're not in a position to do it at this moment because right. we're struggling with something right now we think that we're going to always struggle with it but that's not the case mm-hmm. that is not the case you can always change things right you know you can always change them and just kind of going back to the point of reprogramming your Um, you know, salivary glands, you know, I used to love Burger King. Um, (laughs) I used to like their, uh, the the chicken sandwich and I used to like the apple pie. And when I would would drive by Burger King and, you know, they spit the smells out through the vent ventilation system and I would smell it and I would salivate and I would see (laughs) Burger King and salivate you know what I mean? And now it's to the point that I don't even see Burger King anymore. It's not right. even in my consciousness right now. If you said, you know, Jamal, I give you a million dollars to tell me where a Burger King is. I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know where a Burger King is. <laughs> I, I do not know where Burger King is. It's not even in my consciousness anymore. I will look through it when it's right in, 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 in front of me. I don't know where Burger King is. And when I smell it, I definitely don't salivate. And if I ate it, no disrespect to anyone that likes this stuff, but I might vomit. 
you know. <laughs> so um, you can sh- you can make a shift. And now things that I never liked. I never liked the lentils. I thought that they were disgusting. Mm-hmm. Last night, you know, we ate at the Ethiopian spot. Mm-hmm. You know, Walia's in uh, South Plainfield. South no, Orange. South, Orange, South Orange, New Jersey. Amazing spot. Um, we ate at Walia's. And um, food was amazing. Mm-hmm. Had all, I had an all lentil dish, two different lentils, right. some veggies, and it was amazing. You know, right. um, so you can make the shifts to things that you don't like now. You can actually um, grow to like as you reprogram yourself. Right. Um, it's definitely empowering to not let food control you. And not saying, well, I'll speak for me, not saying that I'm perfect, but certainly there's certain food choices I will never go back to. But it's not about being perfect. It's about being um, the most optimum that you can be and right. making more decisions that's going to be a benefit to your health than a detriment. So when the scales weigh more in the positive side, you'll achieve better health. So um, I guess that's it for yeah. now. Yeah, that's it. So um, before we go, two things, well, a couple things. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the interview with Queen Neath, just go to jkhealthdrive.com forward slash the number five and uh, you'll get uh, access to that page, the show notes for the Queen Neath episode. And what else? I think that's about it. Yeah, last thing is if you have any questions or comments, just go to our Facebook page, uh, JK Health Tribe, right? JK Health Tribe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you have any questions, you can post them right on our page. Any comments, post them right on our page, and uh, we'll, we'll answer them in one of these, um, you know, post-video shows. All right, so... Uh, Until next time, live healthier. Stay healthy. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. To keep you on your path towards a happy, healthier lifestyle, we encourage you to visit jkhealthtribe.com for a free copy of the eight effective ways to lose weight and keep it off, as well as more content to help you find your health balance. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.